Hello, my kings, queens, and all in between. Welcome back to Peace of Mind. Everyone, this whole topic has come into light because it has dawned on me that I am going to be going back to school IRL in a real life, in person. And, like, I still have, honestly, like, two weeks but this break has been going by so fast that two weeks is literally nothing so it's coming quick and i haven't like the last time that i was going to school like in person like waking up in the morning and walking in was when i was a freshman and when i was a freshman it was like i was nervous because i was a freshman and then i was nervous because i'm just like always anxious so those just like combined together and that was like a whole thing and now junior me who's a whole another thing from freshman me is like going back into this environment and i have a lot to say in these past few days i've been going to the school a lot for asb so it kind of feels like I'm already in school. But that has brought up the question um, of being social and of social exhaustion, which is something that I want to talk about with you guys today. But before that, what's been going on? I, for music, for the weekly music roundup, I have been listening to mm, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo. Now... My favorite song right now, I think, has to be Favorite Crime. It used to be the, um, what was it? The Brutal and then Good For You. And I like those ones. And I know, like, the whole thing on TikTok was, like, Favorite Crime. But Favorite Crime is so good. And then her live um, version where she was singing on the rooftop. Who let her? Who allowed that to be in existence? It's so good. I learned a little on, on the guitar, actually, though. Ugh! I'm in my car right now. Well, not my car. My mom's car. But I'll play it for you guys. I'll play it for you guys next time. When I... Because I only know, like, the first... The... the I'm not even going to try. But, like, I know the first... Verse. But I still need to learn the chorus and the literal rest of the song. But I'll... I'll play that for you guys later. <clears throat> but... As I was saying, school has been a whole thing since I have been going because my, I'm an ASB, so we have been preparing for this, mm, this thing called ASB camp, which has been its own fiasco, but other than that, break has been, honestly, like every other break, which is uneventful for the majority but still relaxing and still productive i think that that's a good way to spend your summer break as a 15 year old but i want to get into being social since that whole section of life is coming into fruition as the new school year comes upon the, which is me, 
and I would be lying if I said I wasn't nervous. So, I'm in high school, you know, and even when we did go to, like, physical school, well, I went to physical school only for, like, ninth grade. So, when I was going to, like, you know, normally, like, going into school in the morning, going up to people, talking to people, going to classes, talking to teachers, I was only, I was, like, new to high school. I was, like, a freshman. So, I was, you know, like, already really nervous and then you add upon that that like i'm also really anxious all the time and that just creates like this whole little mm, this whole little thing for example presentations in school now i don't know what it is about me but i have like i don't know what you would call them like nervous tendencies like i do the shakies a lot which is a common one like, I remember 7th grade, world cultures, first period, I was doing a presentation. I don't even remember. I think it was on the guy who invented the something or something. Yeah, so specific. I learned a lot. But I was doing a presentation. I was holding out, like, a script, like a paper. And I was reading off of it. Obviously, I was doing all of the things that you would expect a ner person who's nervous to do, which is like, I would speak fast, which is another one that I notice. It's like, I, ah, and then you do the thing where you, you talk so fast, and then you have to like, catch your breath. So you go like, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, so awkward, because then you know like everyone knows that you're like not normally talking that fast like you're actually just like going really too fast that you'd like literally need to take a whole breath i do that a lot but i would i do the shakies and i was doing this presentation and the paper like the script that i was holding was like very noticeably vibrating because i was shaking and what was weird was that somebody in like the audience of students like pointed it out was like do you see him shaking or like why is he shaking so much and that was kind of like a reflective moment because i was like oh i am shaking very much very obviously like i i know that i'm you know doing these things that are usually connected to like being nervous to do something but I think I've always done it to where, like, I don't know. Like, even in, like, elementary school, I would do that. But in elementary school, my desire to not be in other people's even vision was so extreme to the point where, like, we had a spelling bee. And I would, like, in order to participate, you had to, like, go into the front and, like, spell out the words. And I was so nervous of, like, people even, like, looking at me there in the front that I didn't go up, even though I would have loved to do the spelling bee. And I, when she would read out the words, the teacher, to the students, I would spell each one in my head before she would, like, give the answer. And I spelled every single one right into the end. So if I had freaking done the competition, I would have literally won that spelling bee. Well, it's for, like, the class, not the school. But, like, my s class spelling bee. 
what if I could have gone to the school, won that district, won that county, won that country, won that national, won that global, but we'll never know. Fifth, fifth, sixth, sixth grade me will never know. Anyway, one thing that I said when it came to elementary school was how the reason that I didn't have a lot of friends was because I had become so afraid of what other people thought of me or what other people would think of me if I would have made a mistake or if I would have said something wrong or if they would have found something funny or embarrassing in the way that I looked or the way that I sounded or the way that I walked or the way that I dressed. And so in order to avoid that, I would just avoid interaction with other people all in general. Which, looking back now, did bring along its own issues because I just would often assume things. And assuming is one of the worst things you can do because when you're walking down the hallways and someone's laughing, you assume that they're laughing at you. Or you hear something and you assume that they're whispering about you. Or you see them looking in your direction and you assume they're looking at you. That they're making fun of you, that they're making fun of the way that you sound or the way that you look or the way that you walk. And it, and it all builds up to this point where you feel like nobody likes you. And that was my mentality for a lot of elementary school. And the reason that I didn't have many friends was because I was so afraid of the things that people could say about me or would say about me. Like, I even to this day think back and have these ideas that are probably not even real or things that I thought people said that were directed to me that probably even weren't even or things that people said that probably weren't even directed towards me. But I did have a lot of experiences with like bullying that did generally make me afraid of talking to other people. But a lot of it did come down to me, you know, in a way irrationally assuming that people wouldn't like me, which did derive a significant portion from the fact that I was insecure, but also that I was so afraid of what people thought of me. And now it's impossible to believe that I felt that way because I don't care what people think of me. Why would I care? But I think that f at that time, I didn't understand enough of myself or what I did understand of myself, people didn't like. And so if people didn't like the way that I looked or the way that I dressed or the way that I sounded or the way that I walked, then how could I? How could I like things that they didn't want me to like or that they would make fun of me for liking? But now that just seems like, oh, why would I have ever feared that? There's obviously people out there who like the things that I like or like me in general. But I think that when you're younger, 
you create this idea in your head that you're less than other people. And when you believe yourself less than other people, you assume that other people are always right. And I would always get so nervous at the idea of talking to other people or the idea of having to have conversations with other people in elementary school because I was so afraid of the idea that they wouldn't like me. In middle school, that was elevated because I was now in an environment with older kids, I guess, like preteens. And it was still me, but I would be so afraid of how people would look at me or the way that people whispered or the things that I thought they would say. But I believe that the way that I've handled this issue has been understanding that people don't have to like me. And I think that for a long time, I thought that if, if, if everyone doesn't like me, then why would I bother with anyone? But I... But when you understand that you can't make everybody like you, that there are people who are not going to like the way that you dress or the way that you sound or the way that you walk or the way that you talk or the things that you do or the things that you like. Okay, I probably, there's people out there who I don't like the things that they like. And it's like, okay. So what? There, There's people who do. It's like, looking back now, it's, like, so naive. Like, why, why did I care? But I did, you know? It's like, why did I? I don't know, but I did. And it was really a toxic mentality to have in your mind when you would be so indulged in what other people thought of you or what other people didn't like about you that you began to bring yourself down in order to appeal to what they wanted you to feel but now it's just comes so natural and so obvious to me that like i don't care you can laugh at my fire fits i don't care you can laugh at my voice damn i don't care you can laugh at my hair, I don't care. You can laugh at my nose, I don't care. You can laugh at my walk, my strut. You can laugh, I don't care. You know? And it's like, I cared for so long. And now I sort of accept that I care about what people say to an extent. I care what my friends say because I know that they understand me to an to a certain level where I can respect their words. But I don't care what some random kid who I know is a freaking horrible person says. Why would I care? 
I know a lot of you guys are younger and you do feel these insecurities of worrying about what other people think of you. And it's like one of those things where it's so much easier said than done to just like not care. And my advice wouldn't be to not care about what other people say because like what kind of advice is that? Because it's not really advice, it's sort of like a, a mentality that you come to have. And mentalities don't just arrive, they're sort of trained. And what I would say is that you need to stop worrying and do things because you want to do them. Like things because you like them. When you begin to connect with yourself and your enjoyments, then you naturally attract people who enjoy the same things. You also attract people who hate it and people who literally want to make fun of you because of it. But when you understand that, why, why does it matter? Why does it matter what Ricky says? Why does it matter what Andrew says? Like, why does it matter? If they don't like you, they're not gonna like not not like you if you do anything. They just don't like you. It sucks. Too bad. Life goes on. I will say though, one of the things that does make me really nervous is when I see people, not even like from my school, but like just like my age or like that look my age, in like at like Walmart or at like the grocery store. Or at, like, Marshall's. Because then it's like, oh. Oh. Because I'm not, like, wearing my best fits when I'm, like, at Raw. So it's kind of like, oh, hey. And then we make eye contact. And I have seen memes about that on, like, TikTok. And, like, I don't, like, I don't run. Well, I don't think people, like, run. But it is, it does make me, it's, like, weird. Because I think we both have this mutual, like, oh, you are me, I am you. And we're in TJ Maxx. And my mom is shopping. I don't know about you guys, but something that piques my anxiety is when we're like shopping. I'm like shopping with my mom. Like literally like Marshalls or TJ Maxx or like Ross. And I'm, we're about to get like, to you know to like buy this stuff and then she's like oh wait hold up hold up give me a second and then she like goes somewhere who knows where she went and i'm like oh hmm intriguing so then i'm like should i go and then like tell them like hey my mom's coming or should i let the next person go but then the next person going means I have to, like, tell them, like, hey, you can pass me. But then going without my mom would mean that I would have to talk to the person and say, hey, my mom's coming. So which is the better of the two battles? I don't even think that's what that saying means. But I would always usually do the thing where you let the next person go. But I simply would not speak. I would simply do motion of the hand. I would say, uh-uh, you can go. But, like, why would she do that knowing that I'm literally so afraid? I think about that a lot. And also ordering at places. Like, my mom speaks mostly only Spanish. And so when we order, like, drive throughs I have to talk to them. 
which shouldn't make me as afraid as it does, but it does sometimes make me nervous. But then the worst thing is that like restaurants, when you have to order by yourself. Um, who told you I was a TED Talk speaker? Like I didn't know I was gonna have to like talk to this, like this black person and ask them what I want to eat at Olive Garden. A whole nother thing is like feeling pressured to be talkative and like to talk to other people this like often comes in like family situations for me because i've always been like a quieter kid and so i don't usually like talk to people which is horrible i know and it's like family if you're watching this i don't hate you i'm just really like nervous but sometimes that happens even with like friends and stuff and I wish people understood that, like, sometimes when I don't want to do something, it's because I don't want to do it, you know? And I'm all for, like, encouraging, you know, like, more nervous or anxious people to doing things that they, like, wouldn't do by themselves, like, get them out of their comfort zone. But, like, when I'm literally, like, so nervous and I'm, like, sweating, I'm shaking, I'm sad, I'm, like, going crazy, like, maybe don't push me, this hasn't happened too many times, but it has happened. And it's like... I think people need to understand when it is appropriate to encourage somebody who's obviously not willing to talk to this thing or do this thing in public. And when it's like not. Because sometimes when you know your limits you have to be like hey i can't do this right now i'm gonna like burn out and it's not gonna be good but then sometimes it's good because it's like oh you know maybe i wouldn't have done this otherwise but now i did it and now i'm happy but i think there's like a clear distinction between like encouraging someone to do something that they wouldn't do otherwise that's good for them and encouraging someone who's obviously you know at their limit and can't necessarily take much more of this whatever social situation and they need to disengage or we're going to have an issue. I think I'm pretty good at like counting that out in other people. But I do know that sometimes people egg people on who are obviously uncomfortable because it's like one thing to be like, no, I don't want to do it. No. And then they do it. And one thing to be like, no, I don't feel comfortable doing this. And what I've realized is that at times, to me, being social can feel like a chore. Or it can feel like it's like a phone, and I can only be social for so long until I need to recharge. And I have realized this thing that I do where I would compare myself to other people and how they behave in social environments and how other people can just walk into a room, into a party and talk to people and, and dance on the dance floor as if no one's looking and just do all these things that I couldn't even imagine doing without being all tensed up and so nervous and so anxious. And I think that that's such a horrible thing to do to yourself. Because you need to begin to realize that to some of us, being social doesn't come naturally, if that makes sense.
like to some of us we can only take so much social interaction until we need to step back and recharge until we need to disconnect from the situation in order to regenerate ourselves and be able to go back stronger and i know that that can be difficult when you begin to see how other people don't need to do that or how other people can just go and do it and do it and do it and not have to recharge but social exhaustion and wearing yourself out from doing social activity is something that happens and at times you just need to recharge and you need to step back from these situations in order to do that and i still do you know sometimes am envious of how some people can just so naturally be social and perform so extrovertly around other people but i still continue to train myself to understand that being social doesn't come naturally to all of us that to some of us being social wears us out that doesn't mean that we're incapable of being happy in social environments but we can only take so much until we need to recharge and that's okay because everybody experiences social activity differently and to some people they can just keep going and talk to everybody and not have a care in the world but some people do you know get nervous or get anxious or get shaky or speak too fast but that's okay because all you need to do is understand that that's just the way that we behave in social environments that that's the way that our body naturally reacts to being in a crowd to being in a place where there's so many people there's nothing wrong with that because we're completely capable of having fun of of living our lives happily in a at a party in an event where there's people maybe it won't feel as comfortable at first or as natural because it doesn't come naturally for so many of us but we as much as anyone else are completely capable of doing these things we just need to understand our limit and know when enough is enough and we need to step back from the situation and allow ourselves to recover it's not like saying that it's that it's horrible or that it's impossible to do you just need to understand yourself connect with yourself and know when for you you've had enough and you need to stop but the biggest thing that i've learned is that you can't keep isolating yourself from situations that involve social interaction because that way you'll never learn and you'll never grow and you'll never develop these skills that for some of us are harder to learn than others but i do have to continue to teach myself to 
respect my own boundaries in being social with other people, in understanding the way that I naturally react to being in social environments. But that's something that continues to happen, and that's something that I have to continuously tell myself that I don't need to to act like anybody else in parties or at events. But that's something that I continue to remind myself that I don't have to react or behave the same way in group settings as anybody else except as me. And if I have my limits, then I have my limits and I can only take so much until I need to recharge. And once you understand that that limit, then you know when you can go in, do what you need to do, have fun, live it up, talk to people, do what you need to do, and when you need to disconnect and when you need to recharge. But please, to all my lovelies out there who do feel really nervous and really anxious in public environments where there's a lot of people that it's okay to feel nervous and it's okay to feel that little pit in your stomach when you know that you're gonna have to talk to people because I feel that so much too and I still feel it even having to put myself in a bunch of situations where I I know that I'm gonna have to do that but once you understand that you have your own limits then you can learn to train yourself to understand when you have had enough and when you need to recharge and when you can go back in. A lot of it comes down to understanding yourself and understanding what you can take. And sometimes, you know, I do compare myself to other kids or other students or other people my age who do just, you know, talk to everyone and are able to do all of these actions that to me make me so nervous at even the thought of doing and it is like this sort of you become so envious at how other people it just feels like it comes so naturally to them and that it's unnatural for me to be in situations like this and not feel you know really nervous and a lot of the time this this nervousness is irrational or like so it, because it happens to me even when I'm like with friends or something like just knowing that I'm going to have to do these things I get nervous which is weird because I know that like my friends don't care but I still feel it in me if that makes sense but all in all we all react differently to being put in social situations or being social in general. And I don't believe that we should teach people in any way to feel obligated to act or behave a certain way in a social environment. I think that we need to understand our limits and understand when we've had enough and we need to recharge. Because to some of us being social does not come naturally. And some of us get nervous and some of us get anxious in public environments, but that's okay.
you know we all have our limits and when we understand that we just as much as anyone else need time to recharge and regain ourselves we can begin to understand that being social is a good thing and it's good to be able to talk to people and do all of these things that you would do at like a party or an event but just don't compare yourself to how other people do it because everybody has their limits and everybody has their own way of reacting to being put in this environment but you do you babe thank you all for listening to this episode of peace of mind uh, i did talk about a lot of things a lot of serious things i'm just really nervous about going back to school in person that's okay uh i'm still learning about this stuff and i did share a lot of actual experiences that have happened to me but i am still going through the whole ordeal of knowing my limits and and being social and it all comes with time but i do hope that you guys maybe learn something take something and if you guys ever want to talk about it hit me up dm me cuz i have a lot of experience with this and i'm still learning but thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of peace of mind be sure to listen to the last episode as well as every episode after uh, again thank you guys so much for listening and i'll see you next time mm-hmm.